Behind the scenes, 26. Transmitters? We don't need no stinking transmitters. This is Behind the Scenes, an inside look at what it takes to put together a podcast and make it work. Check it out. This is Craig Patchett, and this is Behind the Scenes number 26. And I'm going to be talking about some products today, recording on the commute to work using a brand new noise-canceling headset mic that will be the first of those products that I'm talking about. And then a couple of other ones that are sort of indirectly related to podcasting, but I think you're going to be interested in hearing about. So let's jump straight into the headset mic. If you've been listening to this show for a while, then you know that I'm a big fan of noise-canceling headset mics for recording in the car. The price is reasonable, and they do a good job of knocking out the background noise of the car, and the quality is is decent enough. If you're going for high-quality sound, then you're probably not going to be satisfied with them, but at the same time, you're probably not going to be recording in the car in the first place. So I've been using a Plantronics Dot Audio 70 up until now, at least for the last, uh, I don't know, five or six months or so, and uh, it's it's been giving me decent results, but the problem I have with it is that it is designed for use with a uh, with a computer, and as such is a stereo headphones with a mic boom attached, and therefore it goes over both ears just as a normal pair of headphones would. It's an open ear headphones and behind the neck design, and so it's it's nice and it's uh, somewhat discreet. However. It does go over both ears, and if someone were to look in the car while you were wearing them, they would think that you were listening to the stereo. And if you are in an area where doing so is illegal in a car, listening to uh, music via headphones is illegal, then you could potentially run the risk of getting pulled over and having to explain exactly what you're doing while using them. Uh, even though the, the they're perfectly safe in that the open-ear design allows you to hear what's going on around you uh, as you're recording. So it's not a safety issue, but it is something that could potentially have to be explained away. So partially because of that and partially because I wanted something that was even smaller and more discreet in case I decided to record outside of the car, I decided to look around and see what else was available and looked in the area of cell phone headsets. Now, in my search through Google, I ran across three different models. The Boom, which is a $150 noise-canceling headset mic that probably wins the award for having the highest uh, quality noise-canceling capabilities, can be found at theboom.com and has some really neat demos of it in use in in a uh, helicopter uh, as far as the noise canceling capabilities, however, the quality of the sound uh, really isn't. You know, it's it's good enough for a cell phone call, but it's not good enough for a podcast. At least not for me. Uh, so for for use outside of that kind of extreme environment, it just wasn't what I was looking for. And with the hundred and fifty dollar price tag, uh, I was convinced that there was going to be something better. So moved on and ran across the Edicom by Edemotix, which is a company that you may have run across before for their earbuds. 
And you can find them at etymotics.com, E-T-Y-M-O-T-I-C-S.com. And as usual, you'll find links to this and other sites mentioned in this podcast at btscast.com at the show notes. The Eticom is another noise canceling. These are all basically the same design, a single ear. They go into your ear and uh, then have a boom that comes out uh, to the front of your mouth or to the corner of your mouth, rather and uh, are all wired designs as well. These aren't wireless headsets. And the Eticom also receives good reviews for its noise-canceling capabilities, but the sound quality that of the, the mic is a little bit better and good enough for what I was looking for. However, it still carries a price tag that's a little higher than, than I like for $80. Uh, you know, it's okay, but there are you know certainly if i'm going to spend 80 dollars on something for podcasting there's other places i i like to put it and so i actually was about to to buy the edicom when i ran across the sure quiet spot boom or just the quiet spot from sure as in s-h-u-r-e the microphone manufacturers and in the site that i found that mentioned this it compared it to the edicom which is how i ran across it and uh, compared very favorably for half the price, a $40 retail price. And it turns out that if you do a, some searching, you can find it on the web for as low as $30 uh, shipped. So certainly sounded much more attractive. If I did not, unfortunately, have any sound samples that I found on the web. So I kind of bought it blind, in, or not blind, uh, deaf, I guess would be the equivalent, uh, as far as not knowing exactly how it would sound, but went by the review, picked up uh, one locally so that I could return it if uh, there was a problem, and checked it out, and was pleased with the results. The quality is definitely better than the Plantronics in that the sound is clearer and sounds more like a regular microphone, although because it is designed for cell phone use, the uh, frequency range of the mic is a little higher in the mid-range, I think, and a little less in the low end, which can be tweaked with a EQ settings in order to get it sounding uh, a little bit better for podcasting. And that's what I've done uh, for this particular show. And a simple boost in the, in the low end and uh, then bringing down the mids. So the actual natural sound is a little bit harsher. And as a matter of fact, I am going to switch off the processing right here. And you can listen to the natural sound of the mic, which is what you're hearing right now, with no processing at all. And this is what you get if you decide that you want to record with it and then just go directly to MP3 and send it out without doing any kind of EQ. So back to the processed version. The mic is a, as I said, it's a in-ear, or in, and actually not like the iPod earbuds, but actually in the ear canal that uh, goes into your ear and then has a soft hook that goes over the top of your ear to help keep it in place. It comes with six different attachments that you can use to get the best fit for your ear. Uh, small, medium, and large attachments in both a soft and a uh, more rigid version. And then also comes with a windscreen that you can use over the microphone itself, which I'm actually using right now because I was unable to get the mic into a place where I was not having uh, plosives 
on my P's and on uh, my S's. So I'm using it with the windscreen. You may be able to position it on your face so that you can get rid of those plosives, but you know, with the windscreen, it's fine. The mic boom comes out all the way to the corner of your mouth rather than the designs that uh, the boom only extends halfway down your face. I personally prefer that for sound quality. Uh, and I think that if you're looking at using something for podcasting, that's what you're going to want to find. Now, if you sort of caught on at the beginning of this review, you'll notice that I mentioned that this was designed for cell phone use, and that means that it has a standard cell phone 2.5 millimeter plug for plugging into a cell phone jack, and that plug carries both the microphone and headphone uh, signals. In order to be able to use this with something like the iRiver or a um, uh, M-Audio MicroTrack, which is actually what I'm recording with right now, you need to have some kind of adapter to take that th uh, 2.5 millimeter plug and split it into an 8-inch microphone and 8-inch headphones plugs. And you can pick up that adapter. I got mine at Radio Shack. It's a simple Y adapter cable that is uh, reasonably inexpensive and I will provide a link to the Radio Shack part number in the show notes and you can probably if you don't have a Radio Shack near you uh, can't order it over the web or are in a different part of the world uh, I'm sure you can find something similar uh, once you know what you're looking for but it's a simple two and a half millimeter uh, female to three and a half millimeter uh, uh, plugs for splitting a cell phone to standard uh, mic and headphones. And I, I do know that there are several companies that make them. So once you've got it plugged into that, it just goes into your recorder and you're all set. There's no need for anything in between as long as you have a mic in jack. And so once again, that's the Shure Quiet Mic Boom noise canceling headset mic. And you can find that online at www.shurestore.com slash quiet spot and again the link for that will be in the show notes at btscast.com the next thing i wanted to talk about is a product from griffin technology and you can find griffin technology at g-r-i-f-f-i-n technology.com and it is something that a lot of you are probably already familiar with the iTrip. The iTrip is a device that plugs onto the bottom now, where it used to be the top, and now it's the bottom of your iPod, and is an FM transmitter. So if you're listening to podcasts in the car, it allows you to transmit the signal from your iPod to the FM radio in your car and be able to listen. Now, I actually don't use it for that purpose. I have a hardwire connection in my car to my stereo, but I find it extremely useful for being able to play podcasts or uh, other songs from my iPod if I'm visiting friends or in a friend's car where they don't have that capability. And so I have an iTrip that I just carry around that I can uh, grab and take with me when I'm in that situation. And I found the iTrip to be the most convenient of the FM transmitters simply because it is a cableless device that plugs directly into your iPod and just extends the bottom of your iPod by, uh, well, I actually haven't measured it, by I guess about three quarters of an inch, an inch at the most. 
and there's no cables, there's no thing dangling off your iPod or anything like that. And with the new iTrip, uh, the original iTrips, you had to load in a bunch of files, uh, one file each onto the iPod for each frequency on the FM band, and then play that file for the frequency that you wanted to transmit on. The new iTrips have an LCD display that shows you the frequency that you're transmitting on and a little rocker switch on the side of the iTrip that you use to select the frequency that you want to use. So what you want to do is plug the iTrip into the bottom of your iPod and there's a USB connector at the bottom of the iTrip that allows you to charge the uh, iPod while you're using the iTrip and then go ahead and find an unused frequency on your FM dial or if you're in a metro area find a frequency that is mostly static has the weakest signal and simply use the rocker switch on the side of the iTrip to dial in that frequency push it to lock it in go ahead and well actually you have to start the music playing before you do that in order to power up the iTrip it's powered by the iPod and then once that frequency is locked in, the iTrip will start transmitting your uh, audio on that frequency. And that's it. It's as simple as that. And the new versions of the iTrip do a much better job of uh, transmitting the signal than the older versions. So if you've heard complaints with the older versions as far as the uh, power of the signal, then uh, you'll be happier with the newer version. Personally, I never had any problems with the older version. Uh, you know, you do have to sometimes move it around to find the best um, signal, but I think you're going to find that with any FM transmitter. And the convenience of being able to transmit on any frequency, and now the convenience of being able to set that frequency on the iTrip itself, I think makes the iTrip your best bet if you need an FM transmitter for your iPod. So that's the iTrip from Griffin Technology and the retail price on that is right around $50 and obviously you can find it discounted for less than that. The last product I wanted to talk about is also from Griffin Technology and it's actually this product that brought me to podcasting back in November of 2004 as I was searching for ways to put FM radio onto my iPod. And that is the Radio Shark. The Radio Shark is a really cool looking, as are all products from Griffin Technology, FM receiver that is shaped like a shark fin and made out of the same white plastic as the iPod, or at least it looks like the same white plastic as the iPod, with three glowing blue stripes in the middle of it. And it connects to your computer via USB and then has a software interface that allows you, first of all, to listen to radio uh, on your computer. And I think I mentioned it's FM. It's also AM as well. So you can bring up this interface and listen to the radio through your um, uh, computer speakers and it also allows you to do basic time shifting of the radio while you're listening to it as well. So you can pause a live radio signal fast forward once you've paused it uh, and so forth just as you would with TiVo and then just as you would with TiVo you have the ability to set it to record shows and that's where the cool part of it comes in is that if you have radio shows that are not available in podcast format that you want to put onto your iPod the Radio Shark is the best way to get them onto your iPod and you simply go ahead and set up the schedule so that at the given time 
and the given duration it records the shows and it will automatically add those shows once they're recorded to iTunes and then obviously it's all set to go directly onto your iPod if you've set up the syncing properly. Now, the Radio Shark is not perfect. I had no problem using it to record FM shows, but found that it was uh, very hard in the area where I am to pick up AM signals, and it has no capability to put on an external antenna of any sort to boost the AM capabilities. I also would have liked to have seen a better software interface, more TiVo-like, for setting up the recording of the shows. It has a very crude interface uh, for recording, and I think there's some definite work that could be done there if Griffin wants to in order to make it more attractive to the TiVo crowd. But if you don't mind the basic interface and you're more focused on the capabilities of it and want to get radio shows onto your iPod, I would definitely recommend it. Kind of like the uh, the anti-podcasting, you know, in the sense that you're getting regular radio shows on there, but in some cases, that's your only choice to get that content in, and it works like a charm in doing so. It also has a uh, headphone jack that allows you to use it as a radio, uh, although, again, it does have to be powered up through the USB, and it has a retail price of $69.95 or $69 something. So around the $70 mark. And that again is the Radio Shark by Griffin Technology at griffintechnology.com. And that wraps it up for this edition of Behind the Scenes. I hope you enjoyed some of these products and uh, would definitely, again, recommend the Shure Quiet Spot if you're looking for a noise-canceling headset mic to use in the car. I uh, would definitely recommend the iTrip if you're looking for an FM transmitter for your iPod and would heartily recommend the Radio Shark if you have a need to capture radio shows to put onto your iPod. If you want to reach me to give me feedback or send contributions to the show, you can do so at craig at godcast.org. That's C-R-A-I-G at G-O-D-C-A-S-T dot O-R-G. And I definitely welcome any feedback as long as it's constructive and would love to hear from you. So craig at godcast.org and the show's website at btscast.com. Until next time, this is Craig Patchett. God bless. God bless.